a breakthrough in your family. I need about 50 people to shout breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Come on, somebody shout breakthrough, breakthrough. Come on, somebody shout breakthrough. Come on, clap your hands up high, everybody. Come on. Breakthrough in my praise, breakthrough when I live and glory. 
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Are you ready for a breakthrough tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. We're in the house of God tonight to worship and to magnify the Lord. Amen. We need a breakthrough tonight. Amen. God is doing something in the atmosphere, and I want to be a part of what God is doing. Amen. How about you? I'm sure you want to be a part of what God is doing. Amen. We're going to invite you to stand with us. We're going to get right into our service tonight. Amen. We welcome everyone to Christ Center Church. So glad to have everyone in the house of God to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Amen. Our online viewers, we thank you for tuning in with us tonight. I know tonight is a half night, you know, but it's the night of worship. Praise God. Amen. You know, I remember, I know Pastor made mention earlier this week that um, we used to have days back in Jamaica where we used to be in church six days a week. I'm sure some of us couldn't handle that, but I remember those days when I, in fact, um, I, I can go as far back as uh, back in the days when we used to have nursing home. We used to go to four nursing home um, every month, and uh, we did that for at least 10 years. We've been doing that. And then on top of that, we have a morning service and we have an evening service. And, and, you know, I turned to my wife and said, oh, did we do that? But, you know, because of God's grace and mercy, we're able to successfully do that. But we're serving an awesome God that is able. Amen. So don't get weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Amen. Bow your heads with us as we pray. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Lord God, for one more time to be in your presence. For in your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you, oh God, for this privilege to be in your presence tonight where we can worship you, where we can praise you, where we can glorify your name, where we can call upon the name, oh God, the name that is above every name. Oh God, we give you all the glory. Lord God, we thank you in advance for what you have done, oh God, for us, oh God. Father God, as we pray tonight, we ask you to forgive us for every sins, all the sins that we have committed in your sight today, knowingly and unknowingly, Lord God. We ask you to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Cleanse us from all filthiness, oh God. We ask you to purge us tonight, Lord God. Wash us and help us to be whiter than snow. Oh, Father God, we ask you to create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, oh God. I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you cast not away your presence from us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us, oh God. Father God, we need to be more like you. Oh God, we need to be closer to you, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to call upon your name and not to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it's the power of God unto salvation. Help us, Lord God, to let our light so shine before men that they will see the good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven, O oh God. Oh, for our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Oh God, we give you all the glory. Oh God, we give you all the honor, Lord God. Great and mighty are you, Lord God. You are worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun unto the going down. Oh God, of the saints, you alone, oh God, are worthy to be praised. Father God, we ask you to bless our service tonight, Lord God. Let your anointing be upon us individually. And let there be a move of your spirit in our service like never before, Lord God. Touch our praise singers. Touch the man of God as they come forth tonight. That you will use them like never before. Oh God, to teach, to preach, to proclaim the word. Thus set the 
God, as we come before you, present tonight, to lift up all in hands and to call upon the name. Oh, God, we ask you, Lord God, that you move upon us like never before. For as the scripture said, for when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they appeared unto them cloven tongues. Give us a breakthrough tonight like never before. Oh God, I pray and ask you to speak to our hearts. Oh God, speak to our minds, oh God. Help us, Lord God, to continue to serve you with all our hearts, oh God. As you said in your word, be not we we in well doing. Oh God, help us to stand fast in this liberty where you made us free and help us not to again be entangled with the yoke of bondage. Help us, Lord God, to look to you from whence cometh our help. You are a helper. You are a way maker. You are the first and the last. You are the immutable God. You are the one that is and that is to come. Oh God, we glorify your name. Oh God, we magnify your name. Oh God, we lift up your name. And Father God, as we pray tonight, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll touch us, Lord God. Speak to our hearts and our minds, O oh God. And help us not to forget where you brought us from, O oh God. Help us to continue to look to you from whence cometh all our help, O oh God. I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you will touch every person in this place, O oh God. Let your anointing move upon us individually and collectively, Lord God. There be, there be a sweet spirit move in this place like never before. Oh God, we ask you, Lord God, that you will come in our midst tonight, Lord God. Father God, give us a breakthrough tonight. A spiritual breakthrough. Give us a financial breakthrough. Oh God, give us an emotional breakthrough. Oh God, give us a physical breakthrough. Oh God, let there be a breakthrough like never before, oh God. Father God, we love you, Lord God. We glorify your name. Oh God, we call upon your name. Oh God, we lift up your name. And Father God, as we ask you, will will be done in this place tonight. It's not my will, oh God, but thy will be done. Oh God, we ask you that whatever will be said and done tonight, Lord God, will come to be done to the glory and to the honor of your name. Oh God, for you said, if I be lifted up from this earth, you will draw all men unto you, Lord God. Draw us closer to you, Lord God. Oh God, draw us nigh unto thee, oh God. We love you, Lord God. We give you all the glory and we give you all the honor. Have your way among us tonight as we worship you in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, church. Let's just give him a round of applause tonight. He is worthy to be praised. Oh, hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We adore you, Lord God. We magnify your name tonight, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for being so good to us, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
You are, you are, you are good all the 
Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. People from every nation, people from every nation and tongue, from generation to generation, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you for who you are. and his mercy. So good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. So good to see all of you. Amen. This is our Thanksgiving Day week. Uh, to me, Thanksgiving is probably the best, most productive, most effective holiday that we still celebrate in this country. Because I just think that anytime you take time out to give thanks, anytime you take time out to show your gratitude, I just think that's just a wonderful thing. So I think Thanksgiving is still probably at the front of the holidays that we celebrate because we've kind of turned most of the other holidays into something different, right? And so the, the intentions from the very beginning with most of our holidays are probably not what it is today. But Thanksgiving is still about family. Thanksgiving is still about loving one another. Thanksgiving is still about togetherness. And so Thanksgiving is probably still at the forefront when we're talking about celebrating holidays. And so I'm thankful to God for this holiday that we celebrate because I believe that it's meaningful and it's a great holiday and it's a great thing to do. And that is to give thanks, appreciate what God has done, has done for you, what others have done for you and just having an attitude of gratitude and being grateful about it. And I think that's a wonderful thing to celebrate. Welcome to Christ Center Church on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Amen. I like this. I feel good about this. And so no Bible study Thursday. And um, I think, you know, it was good that we just celebrate tonight as opposed to tomorrow. 
Uh, you know, we don't have to do it on Thanksgiving Eve, so you can all do what you need to do in preparation. So this is a, a tradition that we are starting, and I think we probably will continue until the Lord comes. And that is Thanksgiving week. We celebrate on Tuesday and just enjoy each other, enjoy the Lord, and give thanks together. Amen. And then Thursday, when you get together with your immediate families, you can give thanks together. So we thank God for that. Amen. I'm, I'm grateful tonight to stand before you and to share the word of the Lord. I believe that we have something relevant to share in the word of the Lord tonight, and I hope it will help you. Amen. Uh, I, I know that um, I had a prayer request here tonight, and we have a few prayer requests that we probably need to go ahead and pray about. But I hope that what I will talk to you about in the word of God tonight will even be more effective than what we're going to pray about tonight. So there are prayers that's needed tonight. I want you to pray for Sister Bokai. She had went to the hospital to the other day and, you know, nothing major, but just keep her in your prayer. I just got word that um, a lady by the name of Phyllis Pegler that we know pretty good. She is very sick and we need to pray for her. Amen. Miss Joy is here tonight. Mama Allen is here tonight. Um, any other prayer requests for anyone that's not feeling well, um, baby Mariah, we need to um, continue to uh, mention baby Mariah um, in, in, in our prayer. Yes, sir. You? Oh, Brother Kellyman need prayer. Amen. Amen. Brother Chuby need prayer. Okay. And so we, we have a good extensive prayer list tonight that we need to go to the Lord about. Amen. I look forward to going to the Lord to pray on behalf uh, of, of our family, our friends, our, our, our loved ones, and, and our community, and just, just take these requests to the Lord because they are the will of God. It's not the will of God that any of us be sick. It's not the will of God that any of us um, bodies fail us. Do those things happen? Yes, but it wasn't God's intent. It's not God's will, but those things do happen. And so we just have to trust that when we pray and ask God, he will see fit if he wants to heal, deliver, and do whatever he wants to do. So let's go before the Lord tonight and begin to call these names out to him so he will do what he wants to do. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we come to you humbly tonight, but boldly because we know who you are and what you can do. Lord, tonight we come to just make requests known unto you, Lord God, and that you will do whatsoever you will. Lord Jesus, I pray tonight for Brother Kellerman that, Lord God, whatever sickness that he's battling with, Lord God, I pray that the power of God will overshadow him and heal him and that by your stripe he will be healed. Brother Chuby, Lord, will you touch his body from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, Lord, and by your stripe that he will be healed. Miss Joy, Lord, touch her body and heal her in Jesus' name. Baby Mariah, Lord God, I pray that you will touch baby Mariah, Lord God, that the Spirit of the Lord will overshadow her, Lord God, and that by your stripes she will be made whole. I pray tonight for Phyllis Pegler, Lord God. I bring her name before you tonight, Lord God. And I ask for miraculous healing for her, Lord God, that by your stripes she will be made whole, that by your stripes she will be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, have your way tonight, Lord God. I pray for Oswald 
Wyatt, Lord God, uh, that you will touch his body and that, Lord, you will make him whole uh, by the power from on high, uh, by your stripe, Lord God. Uh, let it be so in Jesus' name. Uh, oh, God, have your way tonight, Lord God. Uh, Brother Sharp, Lord, touch him, Lord God. Uh, continue to strengthen and heal him, Lord, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let it be so, Father, as we pray tonight, Lord God. Uh, touch Sister Gabby, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Let your power overshadow her, Lord God. Let the glory of the Lord come upon her, Lord God. Will you touch her and make her whole in the name of Jesus? Mama Allen, Lord God, continue to strengthen her in the name of Jesus. Sister Jackson, Lord, touch her body, Lord. Continue to strengthen her. Brother Izzy, Lord God, continue, Lord God, to overshadow him and strengthen him and make him whole, Lord God, for your will to be done. Father, we bring these names and people before you asking your will be done in their life, oh God, we pray, touching and agreeing that it will be so in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Before I get into the word of the Lord, one last thing I want to mention to you, and that is... Uh, if someone could put a basket in the back somewhere, we normally don't do offerings on Thursday, but I'm leaving a basket out there that if you want to give, obviously we're doing our best to try to purchase our building. And I don't know, I might have just told the leaders this. I, I don't know if I told the whole church this. might have just told the leaders about a church that is the same amount of years that we have been around, they have been around. And they had $60,000 in their bank account a few months ago. And they just purchased a building for $2.1 cash. And how they did it was God. They went from $60,000 in their bank account, they did a fundraiser, and they got up to $641,000. But the building cost $2.1 million. And so eventually what happened was they got a check in the mail for $1.4 million. And they got a 25000 here and another 25000 here. And they were able to purchase a building worth $4.4 million. They purchased it for $2.1 million in cash. In cash. So they're in their new building, and they don't owe a thing on it. That's what I saw in my mind when I said, we can do it. I don't need finances to get in the way of the work of God. And so whenever I talk to you about money, it's just so it does not get in the way of the work of God. I don't have time to be taking offering talking about, oh, we got to pay the mortgage this month. That's nonsense. That's not the way God expects for his church to work. God expects for his church to be utilized to do spiritual things. Not worry about all this stuff. And we need to be equipped financially to give to others. That's not what we need. We don't need money because we're not, we're not here to save up. We are here to make sure what God allowed to be invested in this, we are, in, we are reaching people with it. And so I said put a basket right there to just say put any money that you have you want to give towards our building fund. Just, just give on your way out during the time service going on. It doesn't matter. And here's what I would like for you to do. If you or anyone else that you know are in need of anything. I'm going both ways here on this because it's the way of God. This is the way God do things. If you or anyone that you know are in need of anything, then you need to let us know uh, so we can reach out to them and assist them. 
So again, I hope that the, the, the culture that we build in this church is that whatever we're asking for is never to go anyplace else but to reach people, to be a blessing to people. And our building is to be a blessing to reach our community. And whatever we take in financially is how we can reach people financially for whatever the needs are. So if you have to give, give. But if you also know anyone that are in need, and, and, and also, too, don't let your pride get in the way if you're in need. Don't let your pride get it. If you're in need, then say you're in need. Our phone number, if you are listening, watching virtually, 609-916-070. Say Stacy knows this better. 609-916-0878. Y'all don't know that number because you never looked at the business card. 609-916-0878. If you don't have the number, get a business card. But give somebody the number that they can call us if they need something. You know, remember I told you, we just don't do stuff in this church because everybody's doing it. I'm, I'm just not into that. And so it's Thanksgiving, everybody giving away food. Okay. Are you giving it to people that are in need or you're giving it to people that's just trying to stack them? Because remember when we remember when the, um, the, 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 the pandemic started, what were people doing? You thought they were in need, but they were stacking stuff because they were hoping to sell it. You remember that? Uh-huh. I'm not into that. I really want to be a blessing. I really want to help people. And so in order to help people, they have to be in need, right? And so let's make sure we know people that are in need and you tell me who are in need. You tell someone that are in leadership who are in need so we can help them. And if you're in this church, you better not be in need and don't tell us because we got to take care of our own first. Whatever our own need, we're going to take care of you. And then we'll also take care of those on the outside that are in need. That's just the kingdom of God. That's what God called us to do. So keep those things in mind. And please, let's do the work of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you may be, well, get your Bibles out. We'll go right into the word of God. We'll only keep you here just for a short while. We said we'll, we're not going to prolong our service tonight. But, you know, when, when you get together, you just get so happy to see one another. Things just get prolonged. And I guarantee you when I dismiss tonight, you won't just go home. So let's just enjoy each other. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We'll go to, where are we? Hebrews. We'll go to Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 15. Should be familiar passage of scripture, but if you're not familiar with it, you will become familiar with it tonight. Amen. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, you can look at it on the screen and, or you can use your device, or if you have your Bible like I do. Uh, you can look in your Bible. Either way, it's still the word of God, we hope. We don't know if the device is changing the word on us. You know, I don't know. I hope not. Amen. 13 and 15, the Bible says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. I know that scripture by heart because way back when I started out in church, that was one of my memory verse lessons that I had to remember. Oh, man. By him, 
Therefore, let us offer up a sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You may be seated. And so let's, let's look at what the scripture wants us to know and understand about that. But right before we do that, I read this to you last year, and I probably will read it to you every year so you understand. There are people that did not hear this last year that probably will hear this tonight. So if you heard it last year, maybe you missed the word and you missed something. So listen to it again. Washington's Thanksgiving Proclamation. Following a resolution of Congress, President George Washington proclaimed Thursday, the 26th of November, 1789, a day of public thanksgiving and prayer devoted to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be. When I read those things from back in the day, I'm like, where did we go, Lord? Because these people that was back in the day, they knew something about the Almighty God. They did things a little bit different, and we've drifted so far away. So this was in 1789 that this, this resolution uh, came about, and, and, and they designated Thursday the 26th of November to be Thanksgiving Day. It's pretty good. Reflecting American religious practice, presidents and congresses from the beginning of re republic have from time to time designated days of fasting and thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving holiday we continue to celebrate in November was established by Abraham Lincoln during the Civil War and made into law by Congress in 1941. So it started out not as a law, but as something that we should do. And then in 1941, it became a law that Thanksgiving Day will be a holiday. But if you miss some of the things that I read, it said stuff about fasting while you pray. Ooh. Interesting, isn't it? In setting aside a day for Thanksgiving, Washington established a non-secretarian tone for these devotions, stress, political, moral, and intellectual blessings that make national repentance. <laughs> Although the First Amendment prevents Congress from establishing a religion or prohibiting its free exercise, presidents as well as Congress have always recognized the American regard for sacred practices and beliefs. Thus, throughout American history, presidents have offered non-secretarian prayer for the victory of militate of catastrophes, transcending passionate quarrels over the proper role of religion in politics. The Thanksgiving proclamation reminds us how natural their relationships has been. While church and state are separate, religion and politics in their American refinement prop each other up. 
And so what they understand is in order for the leaders of our nation to be good, effective leader, they needed the almighty God to help them. That is what they understood, that if you're going to be an effective leader, you needed Almighty God to help you. And how do we get Almighty God? By, by, by calling on his name. This is what's in the proclamation. <laughs> and so they understood that over that period of time. I'm not going to read the whole proclamation to you, but I just wanted you to see uh, how things were started for us to get to the place of having this day, this holiday that we now call Thanksgiving and realize it was Thanksgiving unto the Lord. Did you realize that as I was reading it, it said they gave thanks unto the almighty one. Because of the wars that they won, the victories that they experienced, they were giving thanks to him. They didn't say, oh, we you know, sit at the table and do the turkey. Nothing wrong with that. Trust me, I'm not going to. We, we, I love that. I love that. Uh, um, there's a TV show that comes on that I watch um, streaming. Um, uh, it's called Blue Bloods. And the reason why I fell in love with Blue Bloods is because today nobody do doing blue blood see that with their family and have dinner that's all that pulled me in i was just looking and i said what is this show and i looked and i saw and it's a family of police and and lawyer and and they would sit after you know they would show different scenes of what their day is like as a policeman as a police commissioner as, as an attorney and 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 then at the end of the week they come together as family and they sit at the table and they eat and they have discussions I said, man, we don't even do that as much anymore. And so I just love that. So I love just sitting around and just eating and talking. And what they said, my mom told me one time, my pastor's wife said, food keep the stress down. So when you, when you have a challenging situation and you try to tackle it while eating, you might handle it just because the food is there. So what is Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, the act of giving thanks. Grateful acknowledgement of benefits or favors, especially to God. An expression of thanks, especially to God. So one of the things that you and I must look at as we move forward in this week, understanding it starts with God. We can't just you know, believe that Thanksgiving is just that, you know, I'm thankful because I'm blessed. I'm thankful because I'm healthy. I'm thankful because this is going good and that's going good. No, Thanksgiving start with giving him thanks. Thanksgiving start with acknowledging him. That's where it all starts. And so when we think Thanksgiving, the first thing we should think about is, oh, isn't God awesome? Isn't God good? Isn't God amazing? Isn't he wonderful? The favor that he has shown us. Uh, we need to understand that our Thanksgiving first start with the almighty God. If we are ever going to be a people who demonstrate Thanksgiving, an attitude of gratitude, learn how to do so unto the Lord Jesus. 
We, we like to say uh, 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 our children, they don't have manners like they used to do back in the day. They're, they're not respectful like they used to be. Well, I'll tell you what's missing more than anything else. Uh, their reverence for God is not the same as it used to be. And hear me now, maybe it's our fault because we're not reverencing God in our home like we need to reverence him so our children can reverence him. And then they now, once they reverence him, will have an attitude of gratitude. But our children don't have an attitude of gratitude. They, they have an attitude of entitlement. But where did that come from? Because they're not reverencing God. But why aren't they reverencing God? Maybe because we're not reverencing God. What does the attitude of thanksgiving look like? What does an attitude of thanksgiving look like? Let's see what it looks like in Luke chapter 17, verse number 12. What an attitude of thanksgiving look like. The word of God says in Luke chapter 17, verse number 12, and as he entered into a certain lepers, which stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. You realize this. Oh, man, help me tonight, Jesus. The word of God said, the lepers, listen to what the lepers say. Uh, Jesus. Then they, they, they added, Master, have mercy on us. That tells me and that should tell you that they knew who he was. They said in verse 14, and when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priest. So when they acknowledge him, when, when they confessed of knowing who he is, they asked for healing, have mercy on us. He said to them, go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Here is something to think about. When he said, go show yourself unto the priest, why didn't they say it just like that? You're telling me that's all we got to do? Oh, man, I read the word of God. I just get some stuff. I'm like, Lord, you're so good. It, it, they, he told him, go, Jesus, have mercy on us. And all he said was, go show yourself to the priest. Us today, we so intelligent. We so smart. You know what we say? Well, hold on. Just like, it's just that easy to do anything. You want us to just go to the priest? I didn't see you do anything. I'm going to show you what that means as we move right along. Go show yourselves on the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. 15 says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Verse 16, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. He didn't just turn back and glorify. He didn't just turn back and stood there. But he, he also with a loud voice glorified God. And then he fell down on his face. That wasn't enough. So here, here he goes. Yeah. I'm going to the priest to get, get healed. And as he was going, he realized he was. Jesus, you're so wonderful. Jesus, you're so glorious. And he didn't just stop there. Then he got down on his face and started worshiping him. That's what it says, giving thanks. Uh-huh. And he was a Samaritan. I'm not going to go into that. That's just too much to preach right there. So I'm just going to keep on track of what I'm trying to get a point, the point I'm trying to get across tonight. Verse 17, and Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? 
But where are the nine? So we're, it's clear that ten got cleansed. Only one came back. There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. Can I just slip this in? It must mean the nine were Jews. Church people. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, it, it was ten of them. Nine of them were Jews, and one was a non-Jew. The nine Jew, yeah, because that's, you know, we got it like that. The one that don't think he got it like that, he came back. Verse 19, and he said unto him, arise, go thy way. Thy faith had made thee whole. This is pretty funny. There's a lot going on here. But here is something to think about in verse 19. Remember what I said Sunday. We like to seek the hand of God, Sister Sharp. And when you seek the hand of God, you're asking God to do something for you. But God is more interested in those of us that will seek his heart, not his hand. And so the the nine, they just wanted his hand. Do something for me, Jesus. And he did. And guess what? They went their way. But hear me, let me tell you this, and you can follow this throughout Scripture. There's a lot to prove it. But hear me, when you seek God's hand, there is no guarantee you will make heaven your home. God will give you miracles. He will do demonstrations, signs, and wonders, but that's his hand. There is no guarantee that you will make heaven your home because the scripture clearly shows us that there was more to be received of God. He healed them, but that was just small potatoes. He healed them, but there was a whole lot more to be done, and they didn't know it. All they cared about was the hand of God. They received their healing, and they ran on their way, but the one that came back. He came back and he got a whole lot more. The Bible says Jesus said unto him go and be whole. So healing is not wholeness. It's just a part of the deal. But when God touches you in a special way, you become whole. Woo! I am not just interested in miracles. That's why whether God heals or he delivers, or he's, it doesn't matter if he heals. It doesn't matter if I got to deal with sickness. It's just part of the deal because I can be whole even though I'm sick in God's eyes. Uh-huh. 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 And so there are specific attitudes and behaviors that is revealed in one who is thankful, in one who has an attitude of gratitude. You can't pretend to be thankful. You can't pretend to have an attitude of gratitude because it comes out if it's in you. Whatever is in you certainly is going to come out because if it don't come out, you're going to die. What needs to come out has to come out because if it doesn't, you're going to die. And so the bottom line is if you have an attitude of thanksgiving, if you have an attitude of gratitude, it will come out. But how does it come out when you have an attitude of gratitude? How does it come out? The first thing that is required for you to demonstrate thanksgiving to God, an attitude of gratitude, 
The very first thing is faith. Jesus, master, they recognized who he was. And until you recognize who the almighty God is, almighty God who manifests in flesh, the man Christ Jesus that we know is almighty God in the flesh. When you come to know him personally for yourself, you have possessed faith, which means as you approach him, you know you're not guessing, you're not speculating. You know what he can do. And so they said, Jesus, Master, that right there told me they had faith. Told me they had faith. So before they even asked him to do anything, they had faith. So if you and I are going to demonstrate an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of thanksgiving, the first thing that will be required for it is having faith. Because nobody is going to show attitude of gratitude or, or, or be thank, thankful for anything if you don't know who you're dealing with. What's the second thing? The second thing was you got to praise To demonstrate an attitude of gratitude requires praise. Oh, you got quiet on that one. Woo! To, de- to, to, to demonstrate an attitude of thanksgiving, you're going to have to demonstrate praise. And praise show up in many different ways. But the bottom line is, if you're going to say, I am thankful. If you're going to say, I, I am grateful. If you're going to say, I appreciate God. There's got to be some praise in you. We, we associate praise with music. But I'm here to tell It's about your attitude towards God. What you think about Jesus, he's all right. What you think about Jesus, he's all right. Because what? You understand who he is and your attitude is, I'm grateful and I'm going to shout it. I'm going to let the world know Jesus is all right. Oh, boy. The third thing that you got an attitude of gratitude is worship. Bow down. He wasn't just satisfied with just saying, Oh Lord, you are God. Oh Lord, you're great. Oh Lord, I'm thankful that you heal me. No, he got down. Let me tell you something. and going over today a lot of people in church here's what they do and they use that for thanksgiving they went to the Lord the Lord did something for them and they came back and that's all they did Jesus kind of just 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 worked in my heart he said a lot of people in church today here's the issue I do something for them, but do anything when they come back. Come on, church, work with me here tonight. Get with what I'm saying. God keeps working our lives, and we keep coming back, assembling together as the church. 
and we're not doing anything. So, so we can't get to experience the wholeness that we need to experience because we come back knowing what he has done, but we're come back, coming back, and we're not doing what we're supposed to do. We did not do like this Samaritan guy. This Samaritan came back. He didn't just come back and says, I just want to hang around because, you know, <laughs> I know who you are, so I'm just going to hang. That's not what he did, Ethan. He didn't come back just to hang out. He didn't come back just to sit around and watch Jesus. He didn't come back to tell the disciples, man, your Jesus, he is something else. He didn't come back and do that. He came back and nobody had to tell him nothing. He opened up his mouth and the Bible says with a loud cry, he gave glory to God. He didn't just come back. So I'm here to tell you, church, if we are going to have an attitude of gratitude, if we're going to say we appreciate and thank God, we got shout it. It can't be something we're just doing. We gotta shout it like this Samaritan. Shout it. And then when we shout it, we'll get down and worship God and say, yes, Lord, I worship you. I bow down to you. Church, you gotta hear me tonight. I'm done. I, I got too much stuff. Let me tell you all the story. I feel pretty good about what the Lord wants to do in my youngest son's life. I feel like somebody said this to me a couple of times. And uh, sometimes, you know, when people say things, you're kind of, all right, because, you know, everybody want to say something. But somebody said it to me twice about the youngest one. But I, but I also already had sensed it. And God want to do something in Jordan's life. It's going to be up to him, just like God wants to do in many of you, your lives. It don't, it's, he's not singling out anybody. He wants to do great things in all of our lives. But I'm just talking about Jordan for a second. And so God wants to do something special in his life. But just like you and I, we have to submit to God for God to do it. It don't, it don't mean because God have a calling on your life or God wants to do something, it's going to get done. No. You got to play the part. You got to submit. You got to give yourself to God. And so the other day, out of the blues, he came to me and he said, Dad, you got to preach about breakthrough, and the praise singers got to sing about breakthrough. Out of the blues. I said, oh, Lord. All right, Lord, you got to deal with me on this. I don't know where that's coming from, but, you know, I trust you, God, that, that if you send this kid to me to tell me this, kids don't come up to you and tell you about breakthrough. I don't even think he know what he's talking about. So, 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 so I said, all right, God, you got to work with me. And so I said, okay, but I haven't got no word from God about breakthrough. And so I'm standing in the back tonight. Gabrielle said something to me. And I said, okay. And I went back against the wall, and the Lord said, that's the breakthrough. Oh, God, God is crazy. God said, God wanted me to let you know that the breakthrough will come in your praise. So all of how that was working, I had no clue. I didn't think about it until tonight. As soon as you said, Pastor, can you blah, 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 blah. And I backed up. I said, okay. And then the Lord just attacked me almost like, that's how the breakthrough happened. You can pray and you can do all of that stuff. But in order for them to experience some breakthrough, they're going to have to praise. 
Because their breakthrough is going to come in their praise. And so, church, I'm here to tell you tonight that God is orchestrating ways to let us know what he's thinking about and what he wants to do. And what God is telling us in this church, that if we're going to see the victory, if we're going to experience the power of God working in our lives and in our church, it's not always about prayer. Because sometimes we pray, God, work it out for us, but we're still stuck. We're not moving. And God is saying, if you don't come to me, how will I do what I need to do? But how are you going to come to me? He said, they will come to me through your praise. How is that possible? Because your faith is supposed to drive you to begin to praise God. And when you begin to praise God, you will just go right into worship mode. And God will take you from where you are to where you got to go. It's about the praise. It's about the praise that you give to God that will change your situation. That's what will change your situation. It's your praise that will change your situation. That's what God wants you to hear tonight. We are in the Thanksgiving week, and we need to understand the first appreciation and thanksgiving and, and gratitude that we must have. It must be towards Jesus. Are you going to come out of yourself and, 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 and just go beyond what you normally do? Or you're just going to continue to just come back, come back, come back, but you're just not doing nothing. You're just coming back. I would really want to know if that leper came back and never did anything. He couldn't be made whole, could he? Could he have been made whole? I don't think so. Because, because I think he would be so focused on just being healed. Huh. My God, we can be healed and we can miss out on heaven. We can be holding our body but still miss out on heaven. And somebody that's crippled, somebody that's maimed, somebody that's hurting, somebody that's struggling, somebody that's downtrodden, all oh, deep down in their heart, they're saying, I trust God. No matter what's going on, I trust Him. No matter what I'm going through, I trust Him. And I will praise Him. And I will worship Him. No matter what I'm going through. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to praise him. And they will be whole in their soul. They will be whole in their heart. And those of us that are healthy and strong in our body is going to miss out if we don't start praising God. Oh, Jesus, have your way. We need an attitude of gratitude. We need to demonstrate thanksgiving to God. It's a time that we begin to say, God, I don't care what nobody else do. I don't care what they think. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to give you honor because you're my God. Here's another example of, of, of thanksgiving. 2 Kings 5, verse 14. The word of God says, Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And he returned to the man of God he and all his company, and came and stood before him. 
And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all earth but in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. The man of, that, that's not even a man of God. This was Naaman. Naaman, if you know the story in, in, in 2 Kings 5, Naaman that had leprosy and he was just a, he was a captain and, and a lot of people were under him, but he had leprosy. And he couldn't be healed. And he went to the man of God. And the man of God didn't even come outside to see him. The man of God told him, just go dip in Jordan seven times. And Naaman left with an attitude. He can't be talking about me. He better come up with some kind of, you know, some great thing for me to do. I'm not dipping in no Jordan. And then he went away. And then somebody called him on the side and says, one of his servants said, Master, you know, just in my words, Master, you got leprosy still. What is it going to hurt? Just go dip. And all right, all right, all right. So he went, he probably went at night, went or went where nobody was looking. Dipped seven times. Now he heals. He healed. And he came back. Did he come back and just say, and give a head nod? No. He came back and he says, I want you to receive a blessing. Church, we might not have a blessing like Naaman was trying to give. We may not have the financial fortitude. We need $1.7 million and none of us in here got it because I know if you did, you would give it. But what we do have is a sacrifice of praise. That's what we do have. We might not have what Naaman has to show our appreciation, but what God wants us to show appreciation with is our sacrifice of praise. And I'm telling you, church, we got, we just, we just need to get going in this area. We need to get going in the area of praise. We need to get going in the area of just giving God all the honor, of giving God all the praise, of worshiping God. If we can get ourselves to that place, we're going to see the power of God like we've never seen it. We're going to see the glory of God like we've never seen it. The church that got the $2.1 million all together to buy that building, I check out their Facebook page. I check out their, their website. And you know what I see a lot of? You should know by now. They big in praising. Listen, I know sometimes the line can get blurred. Old school would tell you. Sometimes the line get blurred and people make praise almost like they're God. Because God is who we're praising. The praise is not the God. It's the God we're praising. And sometimes that line gets blurred and people just like to just dance. And they like to do their little stuff, you know. And, and, and it's not about God. They're doing themselves. But the bottom line is if we will be a church that will praise God. It doesn't matter how you do it. I don't care what you look like. Uh, because guess what? Whether you want to know it or not, you're being teased already. What do you mean by that, preacher? I mean that there are, there, there, everybody mimic everybody. Oh, you didn't know? You didn't know that somebody was mimicking you? Everybody mimics somebody. So you might as well get over worrying about who's mimicking you and what you look like. If you're going to run around and you can barely run or how you look when you're going to dance. No matter because you're praising God. If you're worried about what somebody is thinking, then you ain't praising God. But when you're really praising God, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you sound like when you open your mouth and you shout, Hallelujah! Jesus, I praise you. There is none 
Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is about your attitude towards him. We might look at it for a whole lot of other things, but Thanksgiving is your attitude towards God. And as, as, brother, as, as brother Hasker talked about the other day, uh, just, just, just being thankful. Listen, we need to be more thankful that we have an opportunity to go to heaven than being thankful thankful that we got a house or being thankful that we got a nice car. Those are all good things and you need to thank God for everything that he does. But what we need to really give thanks for is that he gave us an opportunity to have eternal life. That's what we need to be thankful for. And I believe sometimes if it's just entitlement or we just don't have faith. If we're not praising God it must be because we are entitled or we don't have faith. I don't know which one it is. But when we can have faith and when we don't act like we're entitled anymore like like the other Jews that, that never came back but this Samaritan oh I'm not entitled to nothing I'm just here just trying to worship and serve and please the almighty God and if we do that without thinking that we're entitled to anything then I believe God's going to move on us you remember the two men that went up to the, the house of prayer one went up and says I fast I give I do this and then you had the, the sinner that the, 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 the publican that went and says, Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. That's what he went and prayed. And because God is the one looking at hearts, we like to look at the outward appearance, but God look at hearts. And God said, the sinner that went up there says, God, have mercy on me. He went home more righteous than the one that fasts every week, the one that gives every week, because God is looking at heart and looking at people that are going to come with an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of appreciation, an attitude of thanksgiving. That's what God is looking for. And hear me loud and clear, without an attitude of gratitude, without thanksgiving, you're going to perish. You're going to find yourself in a bad spot. If we don't learn how to do it, because here's the truth, if you don't learn how to give God, if you don't learn how to be a person of, of gratitude and appreciation and thanksgiving, if you don't learn how to do that with God, you're not doing it with people. And even if you're trying to do it with people, it's not genuine. It starts with God. It starts with how much are you appreciate what God is doing for you? How much can you have an attitude of gratitude, of thanksgiving towards God? Because if you don't have that towards him, you're lying to yourself. You don't have that towards other people. Stan, Stan, we're going to finish up this thing because it's a whole lot of stuff here that I can get into. But I said one hour. And it's one hour and six minutes. Church, if we're going to take the next step in our local congregation here, we're going to have to learn how to have an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of thanksgiving. What does that consist of? It consists of praise, praising the almighty God. It consists of having faith. It consists of worshiping God. So every time we come together as a people, we need to have in our mind, I have to make sure I demonstrate my faith. 
and I have to make sure I'm praising God because that's a way of demonstrating my faith. I have to make sure I'm worshiping God. That's a way of demonstrating my faith. And when I do that, guess what? I can experience all kind of breakthroughs. I can experience all kind of powerful spiritual things because when you begin to praise God, when you begin to honor God, guess what? It just begins to consume you. A long time ago, I told you, God showed me something. The Bible talks about putting on the shield of faith. And he showed me a long time ago that when you are not walking by faith, everything that can hurt you and harm you, it will. What do you mean, preacher? Because faith is a shield. And so if you're walking around and you don't have, you're not living in faith, walking in faith, every arrow that comes your way, it will penetrate. It will cause harm. It will wound you because of no faith. You didn't have that armor, that armor of faith. And the very first thing is required when you are going to demonstrate thanksgiving, when you're going to demonstrate an attitude of gratitude is you must demonstrate faith. The Bible says faith without works is dead. So showing up saying I have faith, I'll challenge you and say, do you? I'm not going to say it when you, you know, any other time. I'm just saying it now. Do you? Because remember what I said, showing up will only get you blessings. Showing up will only get you the hand of God. And a lot of people are satisfied with just the hand of God. But when you show up in faith, when you show up in honoring God, that, that's what we call praise. Praise is honoring God. So when you say I'm praising him, what you're saying is I'm honoring him. I'm declaring who he is. I'm letting people know who he is by me praising him. I'm honoring him. And then when I bow down and worship him, I'm adoring him and letting them know that I just adore him. If I be lifted up, he will draw men. But if we don't have faith, he cannot be lifted up. If we're not praising him, he cannot be lifted up. If we're not worshiping him, he cannot be lifted up. But if we will have faith and praise him and worship him, he is being lifted up. And so while we're getting lower in our praise, in our worship, in our faith, he is going higher and higher among us. And people will begin to see him. Why are they down on their face like that? Why are they running around that how that, that room? like that? Why are they shouting to the top of their lungs like that? Because Jesus Christ, we're honoring him. We're praising him. We're worshiping him. And when we do that, somebody will say, I want to know Jesus. I want to be saved. I want to go to heaven. I want to be blessed. We lift them up when we honor him in praise. And so church, as we go into our Thanksgiving day, Understand what this is about. Make sure when we are, we don't need to be in this building. We don't need to be assembled as a church to say that we're praising him. You can praise him right in your home. You can praise him right in your bedroom. You can praise him right in your living room. You can praise him when you're gathering at the table Thursday. Just give him honor. Give him the praise. Just sometimes just take that time and say, Lord, I just want to thank you. The other day, Brother Henry called. He, he sent a text about baby Mariah. I just, I'm sure they probably like, 
what's going on around there. But I was just in my office just starting to pray for baby Mariah because I ain't got no time to be forgetting. When somebody tell me to pray in the serious, I stop everything. I don't care who's listening. And I started saying, Lord, uh, you have brought baby Mariah a long way, Lord. Uh, with your power and your strength, Lord God, uh, touch your body, oh Lord, uh, that you will be healed. And we have to make sure we are always glorifying God and magnifying him wherever we are, whether we're in our home, whether we're at the gas station, whether we're at the supermarket, wherever we are, we need to praise God. That's how we show thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is not just reserved for the, the 26th of November each year, the Thursday of November, that special Thursday. It's not just reserved for that. Yes, let's take the time to do it then as we do all the other times, but it's not just for that day. And so we need to take advantage of the opportunities God has given us. If I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, your breakthrough church is going to come through your praise. That's how your breakthrough is going to come. So for whatever you're th- thinking about, for whatever you think you want, we've already prayed. And God knows. But you're stuck somewhere. You're stuck somewhere. I've shown you many times. I don't have no money in my pocket to do it tonight. But I've shown you many times that if I stand over here with some money and I said, who wants this? All of you can raise your hand and none of you will get it except you come. Except you do something. And we got to get that part that except when we come here, we do something. We are not experiencing the breakthrough. Except we come and do something. And if we come and do nothing, okay, you'll leave with your little trinket of blessings. Because God is just that good. That he's just that good that you will come and you never give him no praise, but he'll still just touch your body. He'll still just do you know, a little provision here for you, a little provision there for you. But you won't be whole. You won't be whole. And God is interested in you being whole. Why? Because only you being whole will get you to spend eternity with him. If you're not whole, you won't spend eternity with him. So God will give you blessings, blessings, because that's just the kind of God he is. He's a good God. But if you want to spend eternity with him, if you want to live in victory, if you want to experience the deeper part of God, that, that what he said, that abundant life of Christ, if you want to experience that, then your praise is going to have to come forth. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Now we know, hopefully, we'll walk that walk and talk that talk and demonstrate what praise is all about tomorrow and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday when we come back here. We should be on fire. We should be ready to praise Him like we've never praised Him because we know if we want to break through, it's coming through the praise. Lift your hands with me and let's worship the Lord. Father, we worship you. We adore you. We give you the honor and the praise. There is none like you, O great God. Oh, who can compare to thee? Who is like thee? You are the Lord Almighty. And besides you, there is no Savior. Lord, we adore you. Oh, God, we will worship you because you are our King. Bless the Lord, 
oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh God, I love you. Oh God, I honor you. And thank you tonight, Lord God, for helping us to understand, Lord God, what praise can do. What praise can do, Lord God. And tonight, Lord God, we open our mouths and we shout as that Samaritan shouted. We shout unto you, Lord God, that Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we honor you. Jesus, we exalt your name because there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus, we praise your name. And, oh God, we will endeavor to praise you. We will endeavor to worship you. We will endeavor, Lord God, to walk by faith and not by sight. There is none like you, oh God. Have your way in our heart. Stir up your gift inside of us, Lord God, that, Lord, our desire, our passion will be, oh God, to praise you, will be to worship you, will be to exalt your name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Somebody, why don't you bless the Lord? Why don't you worship Him and praise Him before we leave here tonight? Why don't you give yourself to the Lord Jesus? Why don't you give yourself unto Him and let Him do what He wants to do in your life? Let's declare Him, oh, as the Savior and the Lord and Master of our lives. Jesus, have your way. Jesus, have your way. Receive our praise. Receive our worship in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, blessed be your name, Lord. Oh, blessed be your name, oh God. Father, as we go from this place tonight. to your name. In the name of Jesus, I pray for safety for all our families and friends, Lord God. Bless them, Lord God. Give them safe travels, Almighty God. Bless their time of being with their family and friends, oh God. I thank you tonight, Lord God, for all your goodness and kindness and mercy and love. There is none like you, oh God. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time. I love you, church.